For those of you who thought that Deep Purple's Come Taste the Band was too funky, too funky, well, Pace Ashton Lord will be... <laughs> well, you won't play it, will you? Because it's far too funky. It is the funkiest, I believe, that uh, Ian Pace and John Lord have been. This is 1977, and uh, it's what they did next, in a way. They got together with their old mate Tony Ashton from Ashton Gardner and Dyke. They brought on um, some more musicians, including a young Bernie Marston, who was delighted to play with them, and quite right too. And they released one album. You know, they um, they recorded it in Musicland in Germany, and it, it was... Uh, just one album, and uh, Malice in Wonderland, and that album is now revered by many, including me. It's a certain kind of music, and it reflects the time. And what it does do is it reflects the kind of jazz fusion, the kind of uh, Chick career and the Headhunters and Herbie Hancock, um, and um, Billy Cobham, and, and and that kind of stuff that I love. But you have to like that stuff, I think. No, actually, you don't. You don't have to love Jazz Fusion to love this album because there's a load of blues in in this album and a load of funk. But you will have to like the funk. I mean, it's right from the be- it's right there from the beginning with a ghost story. What you get in is a rough piano, a nice cool strut. It's it's like someone strutting down the road chatting with you. And what Tony Ashton does is a kind of narrative rap, really, um, which is lovely. And then the chorus is a sort of non-chorus. Just can you believe it? It's just, it, it's, it doesn't really give us, here's the chorus. It just segues in and out again. Then you've got an enormous blasting soul review horn part. Then down into a percussive um, and bass funky jazz feel, a little break, break out there with the modulated horns. But it's that meandering walking line. I'm just walking along, talking to you. It's beautifully done. They also try to share some chart stuff here remember the good times has more of an open radio feel it's the kind of thing you would hear on charts at the time it's not as funky it's more straight ahead but it has a really lightweight that i don't mean that in a bad way a really memorable chorus it's beautiful same sort of thing with arabella really which is starts with the piano line has a singer songwriter feel there was an enormous amount of this in the 70s quite a lot of different kinds of music um quite a lot of and the sing and singer songwriters would do that we're doing a bit of that now actually coming back to that but it was well this album could take me to all sorts of different places and the overarching feel is that it's by one person but it could go to all different places and this album actually does by the way Arabella has a great sax solo in it as well then you get things like Sneaky Privately so cool so funky on the down low and Silas and Jerome which has a 1970s sort of um comedy caper film feel to it with horns parping there's a bit more of the narrative from Tony Ashton I love his delivery on this album the the organ and the guitar really push this with the drama horns are clean there's a kind of creeping strut it's not portentous it's fun but um there's a hugely likable guitar solo on this as well which just seems as if they've just said you play that Bernie we're just gonna drop it in it's <laughs> it's lovely we do get some blues stuff here I'm going to stop drinking again, quite ironic, um, considering the um, issues within the band. Uh, Gentle and a bluesy vocal with the piano. It's got a lovely swelling soul chorus, gospel almost, 
which swells up with uh, John Organ, uh, John, uh, John, ha- John, um, John Hammond, John Lord's Hammond organ. He does have a swelling organ. Oh my word! And it's bolstered by female backing vocals there. Then there's a gentle feel to that flowing Hammond organ B3 sound. The horns lift it all. Beautifully done. There's so much here to love. Even the stuff that they were going to do for the next album, which didn't happen. Things like Nasty Clarinet, which, I mean, these are songs that they are were, that were working on that didn't really um, come to fruition. It's got a great jazzy beat to it. It's got a lovely clavinet. And a, and a meandering guitar line. It's got a solo in it, sweet, sweet solo. Then a nice sax solo. There's no worries to any of this. It's beautiful. A lounge feel with black and white. They do Moonburn, which has that laid back, almost right behind the beat. Jazzy beat, funky feel. It's got a, a not exactly a strut, but it is that kind of meander again. Down the road with a big mooning guitar swooping and then doubled. It's beautiful. And those horns make another appearance with that soul pop. There's one word to describe this album that would be fruity. Yes, because of the rounded Hammond, the lovely way that uh, Tony Ashton wants to just chat with you, the horns and the, the, the kind of jazzy skittering beat and the horns are full and rounded. Usually the guitar tone is smooth and clean. It's it's glorious. It, it, you'll hear all that in Goodbye LA. You know, Dance Coming has got a tea dance narrative. Hello, everybody. It's got that <laughs> and some funky horns, which are totally out of keeping, but I love to hear. And then the whole out the album proper ends with the title track, which is massive. A great jazz fusion piano solo and an organ blast in there. That organ sounds quite nasty. It's as if it wants to cut you. It's as if it wants to do damage to you. It's a really busy feel. The, the, the drums and bass are really busy. There's a rolling feel, a fluid piano. This album is just one of the, it's one of my favorites. It's what they wanted to do next. And it's something special. It never really, perhaps one of the reasons why I like it so much is because they never really, um, continued in the way they could and I remember seeing this as a I remember seeing Steamroller which is um, another one of their tracks on um, on a um, a B-movie it was a documentary and I thought this set list looks interesting I didn't even know who they were I was only young you know this is 77 when it comes out so I'm 10 years old aren't I or, or more or less that's how old I am but this is just wonderful they released a live album as well that's about it And there are the extra tracks which are hanging around, which show just what could have happened, what could have been. They were actually getting funkier. And that's something I can wholeheartedly get behind. It won't be everybody's cup of tea, but for me, I'll have two sugars, because this is incredibly sweet. Ta-ta.